0: So shalom and welcome to Parasha's Shamos. I think uh, possibly one of the most important questions you can think about when thinking about Parasha's Shamos is uh, what are we doing now? How do we get to Egypt? What's the what's the cause? And maybe more importantly, what's the purpose? So the truth is it's a massive machulkas you. Why are we there? Ramban says it's because. Well, very interestingly, Ramban says that when Sarah mistreated Hagar, it became, uh, already then, it was going to be Middekneged Middah, that Hagar was an uh, Egyptian princess, and it became that we were going to suffer at the hands of the Mitzri. And uh, Rashi says, with Mechiras Yosef, as soon as Mechiras Yosef begins, that's already, we're already on the way down to Egypt. And uh, there are others who also say Mechiras Yosef. Others, again, say that uh, we don't understand the reason for, for, for why we were in Egypt. And the Maharal famously says that it was some kind of Tikkun, that it made us into Am Yisrael. The question is, is there any source that we can look at, which is so fundamental, so old, so original, in the most original sense, that that is... So to speak, the, not the best, I don't know, the, the most authentic commentary on the parasha. And every week, this is one of the things I've been trying to do over the past little while. Is take a look at the haftorah, see the connections to the parasha and the commentary on the parasha. So let's open up Yishayahu Kafzain, and the uh, the navi tells us well, what is Yishayahu Kafzain all about. So, uh, amazingly, it, uh, it ends on such a beautiful note that we're all very familiar with. All right, <laughs> wow, what a beautiful image. There's going to be a great shofar blast. And all the lost people are going to come from Ashur and the, the, the uh, rejected ones, the ones pushed into Mitzrayim. And they will bow down to Hashem bi The Svarno points out on this passage, amazingly. This is a great shot. Keep it in your back pocket. I've cut told it to me once. And I uh, kept it there ever since. What's the difference between Ovdim Be'aret Ashur and Nidachim Be'aret What is Ofdim be lost in the land of Ashur, And Nidach is like pushed, pressurized in Eret Yitzrayim. What's the difference between those two things? So, uh, the Sephardim gives the shot that Ashur is Milashon, Ashirut, wealth. And Nidachim, Beret Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim is Mitzrayim, it's boundaries, it's being crushed, it's being restricted. There are two kinds of Golas there's the galas a wealthy Golas, a relaxed Golas, call it Golas Bavel, and then there is Mitzrayim, which is Mitzrayim. Those are two kinds of galus we have to get out, get out, get out of. There's the galus which is terrible, which is difficult, which is suffering. And there's the goddess that is comfortable and wealthy. That's also a challenge to get out of. Maybe an even greater challenge to get out of. By the way, when we say, I actually saw this last night, for the first time, I thought, this is very cool. Right? Those are the two psukes. T'kavu Shofar Gadol comes from Kafzain. Kavzayim. Sanis L'kavitzkei L'yoteinu comes from Yishayahu, uh, Yishayahu Perek, Yud, I think Vav, Perek Vav. The Mepharashim explained, T'kavu Shofar Gadol Achiroteinu is making an announcement that we need to come back to Israel. As opposed to Sanis L'kavitzkei L'yoteinu is an announcement for the Ummah Sa'ulam that they should send us. Very interesting. Stage number one is this announcement. Amishal needs to come back. Who listens? I don't know who's going to listen. Then, it's almost like a mitzvah on the nations to send us, to push us, to encourage us. Maybe those are two different stages of history. The first, where there's an opportunity of aliyah. And the second, where the nations are pushing. Either way, here is an opportunity. And here there is Eretzashu, the challenge of making aliyah. Okay, so this is how is this connected to the power shell? Well, it's like last week, um, the says that uh, just as your six bones have been brought back to Israel uh, by, by Egyptians, no, so, uh, Yaakov. Yeah, so, so, so too, the type of Aliyah could be seen as being like, pushed out by other people, um, like by the Egyptians being brought up, really being brought out. Mm. Oh, I know. I know. In fact, the, the Parsha ends on that note, right? Not only are we going to be able to leave Egypt, but we're going to be pushed out of Egypt. Khosh Prophet says, I'm going to make Paro exile you from Egypt. Yeah. exile from exile, right? That's, uh, okay, fascinating. So that's really the other psukhi. How about the opportunity? What's going on here? So, very interestingly, so this is really the Gola. What is Gola doing in Parsha Shamos? Parsha Shamos doesn't have Gola. Right. Does anything good happen to Amishra and Pasha Shmos? Nothing. Nothing happens. Right? All we have is, Mo, you know, Sheabud begins. Moshe is born. He goes through all of his, uh, you know, I guess earlier years. He's like 80 by the time he finishes the Parsha. But, I guess earlier, if you're going to live to 120. Uh, and he hasn't achieved anything yet. The Parsha ends on a low, where, where Moshe complains. How, 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 why have you done such terrible things to this nation? How is the geulah that we read about in the Haftarah connected to the parashah And I, th- I think it actually comes from a, a pasuk a bit earlier on in the Haftarah. The Haftarah begins with actually not a description of geulah, but rather a description of chuba, Of everything breaking apart, of death, covering the lands. And then the Haftarah says, Yaakov. <laughs> Through this, Yaakov sin will achieve kapara. kol And this all fruits will remove its height. When the mizbeach is turned to chalk, meaning it's going to crumble, it's going to fall apart. smashed. Nothing can rise up. The uh, the asherah and the chamanim, all the different Zarahs that they had. How is Avon Akov going to be? Uh It's is going to be atoned for? Through the Galut. The Galut is a kaparah. And with after that Kaparah is done, then there's shofar Gadol right? Then there is shofar Gadol, Uvaw of the And maybe that's the message the Torah is trying to give us. That the She'abud Mitzrayim is a kapara. Is we we did certain things. I don't know exactly what we did. We did certain things and they require a kapara. But once the kapara is done we return. Almost automatically there's an opportunity to return. We are sent into Galut because of an avon and we return because automatically there is an announcement made after that kapara has happened, we're ready to come back. And this all goes back to the Brit bin Habtari with Avraham. This is the Havtacha. HaKadosh Baruch gives to Avraham. The number one, they are going to go into Galut, the fourth generation is going to come back. The guarantee of the Jewish future isn't that we'll never suffer. But rather, whatever we do, will suffer the consequences of our actions. But once we have been through the consequences of what we've done, then we return home. Bezot avon Yaakov. That's what I think is going on. Maybe we'll end with an amazing uh, Maharal. It's worth uh, thinking about. Maharal attacks all the Rishonim. They give all these other different reasons for why, uh, why we went down to Egypt. Right? And, uh, he says, I don't understand why everyone's having this bad argument. It's a Mephorosh Gemara. The Gemara says, why did we end up in Egypt? Because Abraham sinned. Three possible sins. All of them seem very, very minor. But it's a mephoresh Gemara. How can you argue? Right? Was it that he sent uh, the people that were supposed to be learning Torah to go join the army in saving lots? Was it because he wasn't a Shamaim enough with, uh, with Menach Saddam that he said, uh, you know, you can keep the people, they're supposed to be more. Or was it because he doubted Hashem? That's what the Gemara says. How can you argue? How can you suggest different things? And he says something very profound. For those who say Nechiras Yosef was the reason we ended up in Shibod the Mitzrayim, maybe... It wasn't Mechiras Yosef that caused us to go down to Egypt, but rather the fate of, uh, of Avraham Avinu that caused Mechiras Yosef. You hear what I'm saying? Maybe it wasn't Mechiras Yosef that sent us down to Egypt, but rather the fate of Abraham that caused Mechiras Yosef, which sent us down to Egypt. And it's very Mediuk in the Rashi, by the way. Because Rashi doesn't say at the beginning of the story of Yosef. This is what's going to cause, the cause of Golis Mitzrayim. But rather, this is how the story of Golis Mitzrayim is going to begin. Right? Right? This is how it happened. Not the cause. And what is Maharal talking about? He says, it's worth saying inside. He says as follows. When your... When your, your, your parents... Oh, let's start it this way. as a mystery in two okay. Do you suffer for the sins of your fathers? What do you think uh, the Torah has to say about that? If, if, if your forebears have sinned, should you suffer for them? No. Well, I already said it's a stereo between the p'sulkeh. Okay. okay, so what is the, the theory between the p'sulkeh? Okay. We know from us. So there's divorce. Poked avonavot al ba'al-ribe'im. Right? That Hashem is poked. The sins of the fathers on the grandchildren, on the great-grandchildren. But you're right. There's another passage that says, right? The children can't die in the sins of their fathers. So which is it? Oh, so the Gemara brings this theorem and famously answers, this is when they have, this is when they continue in the ways of their fathers, this is when they're not continuing in the ways of their fathers. That is to say, you only suffer for the sins of your fathers if you continue in their ways. So what do you think from that shot? What does it sound like? If you choose to do the bad things that your forebears did, then you suffer for it. And if you choose not to, then you don't. So in the end of the day, it's all about your actions, right? So what's the point of the Pesukim? And in the end, why does the Torah say, if it's all about you in the end? It's whatever you do. That's what the Gemara is, the right? So then what's the point of the Pesuk? Oh, with this Maharal, I think you have a better understanding. The the natural course of things is to continue with the sin of your forefathers. That is the natural way things go. Whatever you're used to, however you grow up, that's what you'll probably carry on doing. Unless you take a very hard look and you decide to change something actively. Inertia dictates that children like their parents. And it was... uh, when I was doing a a course in sociology, and I was doing my degree in education, so we had a, I wrote a paper on different different uh, spheres of influence in everyone's lives, and uh, seeing the the consensus, the, the you know the, the consensus in the academic world is the greatest influence on an individual's life is the home. Your friends influence you, and they do, and they take you away from your home a bit. Uh, and, and social media influences you. And your school influences you. The greatest single influence is your home. Now obviously parents are very upset when their children even go slightly off what they want. But the biggest influence is the home. And so it's so natural to continue all the good things and all the bad things. Wherever we come from. It's called culture. And what the Maharal is telling us is that maybe the fate of Mechirat Yosef. Wasn't the cause of it, it was, it was a symptom of a greater cause, which somehow was a small hit that Avram Avinu had done, which trickled down into his, into his descendants. And so, uh, ultimately, if we can look, number one, Galut Mitzayim, not as uh, a random terrible thing, or even a definite terrible thing that happened to happen to us, but rather as something that we caused for ourselves, that we had to fix from within ourselves, to, to really become a united people. Sadly, united by a tragedy that defined us at the beginning of our history. From there, we can go out, and we can come together, right? We can come together from the four corners of the world, right? Everyone can come together. That unity, sadly, sometimes can only come after tragedy. The goal is not to go there. The goal is not to meet the tragedy in order to create unity. But when tragedy strikes, number one, to draw closer. Uh, and number two, to realize that it's all a chesed from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That number one, He's not looking to hurt us. Right? He's, he's only allowing us to live out our actions. And number two, in the end, He's always coming to save us no matter where we take ourselves. All right, take Shabbos.